Yeah, we went from zero to 30 or 40K in revenue pretty quickly. And then from, actually we went from zero to 70K in revenue within the first year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mo Abbas. He started his first landscaping business when he was 18, sold that and started a residential design and build company, and that he grew that to one of the largest in North America. After reaching the top of that, reaching the top of that industry, he wanted a new challenge where his work could have a positive impact on the world, and he founded Acadium as a result. It's a way to enable economic mobility to anyone with an internet connection. Mo, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> What's the business? What are you guys working on? So Acadium is a marketplace that enables anyone with an internet connection to launch a career and come to an apprenticeship with a business owner, get work experience, skills, relationship. It's totally free. It's 10 hours a week. It's on their own schedule. There's also free courses. And on the other end, you have small business owners who often are cash constrained and wearing multiple hats. They need help. And in exchange for mentorship, they get help from their apprentice 10 hours a week for three months to 120 hour relationship. And it's uh, totally affordable for businesses. They pay a fee to use the marketplace. They can get one or multiple apprentices. The apprenticeship itself is unpaid. The exchange of value is help for mentorship. Traditional marketplaces, it's help for pay. But in our marketplace, we're very uh, focused on the education aspect and ensuring that apprentices get a good training experience. So we move the pay aspect and allow both sides to focus on that's motivating for both sides. Mm -hmm. And help me understand last month, how many businesses paid for at least one apprentice and how many apprentices did at least, you know, one hour of training? So we have over 70,000 apprentices on our platform, I've used our platform last month. I don't know the exact number for last month. Uh, and for the businesses, there's you know several thousand that are active at any time looking for an apprenticeship. And how do you define active? Does that mean they actually find and pay you at least once per month? Yeah. So in order to get access to the platform, they have to become a member, then they have complete access. Okay. What does it cost the businesses to get access to the apprentice network? It costs $400 a quarter. It's about a hundred bucks a month. About a hundred bucks a month. Interesting. So you have this flat fee model. 
Um, do you take, is there any other revenue you make sort of in between the transaction between these two parties or just the flat fee model? Right now, it's just a flat fee, but many businesses end up hiring their apprentice. So there's a scenario in the future where we'll help them hire. People, businesses that are looking for full-time hire can enter a more uh, ex- a, a, a concierge type of experience where we'll help them find a, a great match that they could use as a full-time hire. Okay. And, and sorry, just to make sure I got this too, you said you've got a couple of thousand, like what, 3,000 businesses actively on the platform, something like that? Yeah, I think a little more than 3,000 businesses. Okay, great. Give me the backstory here. When did you guys launch? So we've launched about two and a half, three years ago, and it's been quite a journey just figuring out what both sides of the marketplace want. We had this crazy idea that businesses can provide job training. There's two worlds that exist. In one world, job training is controlled by centralized institutions education, post-secondary institutions that are very expensive, cost a lot of money, only available to a small subset of people, and frankly, do a really bad job. 53% of graduates are underemployed. That's the world that we live in. That's the world that's actually changing very quickly, especially with COVID. The world that we imagine and we are building with Acadium is one where anyone with an internet connection can launch a career. As long as they have the motivation and will to, they can come to Acadium, they can get access to courses, work experience, hiring relationships, for free wherever they are. And this enables economic mobility to anyone around the world. And this is something we're very, very passionate about. And the coolest part is particularly the people that benefit the most are the underprivileged, those that have barriers that are related to socioeconomic barriers or geographical barriers. We remove them and we have tons of stories uh, of apprentices who are were able to launch new careers for free to because of Acadium. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that first year in business in 2018, how much revenue you were able to do? It was really hard at first. We actually built a one-player mode. It's a two-sided marketplace. You have a chicken and egg problem. And in our business, we focus on the student side. We actually focus quite heavily on, on both sides. But on the student side, particularly, it was super important to get liquidity there. So we built a whole course curriculum in digital marketing, got one side of the marketplace through some growth hacks that we knew. And then we focused on the other side. Um, we had no revenue for a while. We were close to death for a while. And it came to the point where we just had to hustle. And I ended up signing the first 300 businesses myself, just really hustling in Facebook groups. What year was that? I think it was 2017, 2018. Okay, so that was that was a launch there. So, so when you signed up those first 300 customers, do you remember that first year, what total revenue was, 2018? Yeah, we went from zero to 30 or 40K in revenue pretty quickly. And then from, actually, we went from zero to 70K in revenue within the first year. Okay. So, so it did about 70,000 bucks that first year. And now, fast forward to today, can we take 3,000 customers times 400 bucks a quarter? That means what you guys are doing, like $300,000 a month in revenue, something like that? Yeah, there's some older customers because we've actually increased the price over time. Uh, we've more than doubled the price, actually. So in the some of the legacy members of Acadium have a different price point, but that's that's some roughly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you think you can pass two hundred thousand dollars this month, or are you still pretty far away? I mean, I don't think we'll pass it this month. And yeah, so the the, the goal of this month is not to pass three hundred thousand. No. Sorry, there's a bit of a delay there. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah Mo, we're, we're doing our best here with the connection. Sorry. What, what I was asking was trying to get a sense of sort of where you are right now in terms of revenue. So, so last month, how much revenue did you guys do? Last month, I don't have the exact revenues on hand. For us, we focus quite heavily on apprenticeships and ensuring that our business members get value out of Acadium. And you know that's really the main focus is, is ensuring that we bring in the right members who have the right expectations, who can provide mentorship to our students. And on the flip side of that, getting students who are here because they want to launch a career in digital marketing. Yeah, no, I get that, but but you don't have a business to invest in that cause if you're not making money. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to understand. I mean, are you north of two hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue at this point? It it would be around dollars in revenue. Uh, you cut out right when you said that. How much? It, it would be around two hundred thousand revenue. Okay, got it. And do you think is the path moving forward to continue charging businesses? You think, or are there any other revenue models you might experiment with? So we actually have one that's active. We do RSAs on the apprentice side. So there's a small, there you know, apprentices who are dedicated on launching a career in digital marketing. They have the option of joining our Acadian Plus program, where it's an ISA model. We help them launch a career. It's more touch points. It's a more in depth experience, and then we do a an ISA income share agreement for them. And so we do monetize both sides. Um, and the next focus is to extract, did really to deliver more value to our businesses because we create a lot of hiring relationships in Acadium, but it's positive churn. And it's also a revenue generating opportunity. So the future is one where we help businesses find talent, not just get help, but find an onboard talent around the world. Mm-hmm. And, and with this sort of focus, right, the current revenue stream, the ISAs, what does growth look like the past year? If you're at $200,000 a month today, what were you at a year ago? I, I know the ISA program has grown about fivefold in the last year. Um, and it's all been through the marketplace. So we don't actually market externally. It's just an offering we have. It's almost like a freemium model in the marketplace itself. Yeah, Mo, sorry. Just looking at your, your recurring revenue, right? You're at 200000 today. What were you at a year ago? I mean, to be honest, where our revenue was, we actually had slightly higher revenue at one time, and then it dipped quite dramatically when we refocused on quality over quantity. We grew our revenues very quickly in 2019, and it was in an unsustainable way where we were selling members that were churning very rapidly. We weren't really vetting them. You know, and they were here for the wrong reasons. And we decided that we'd rather have a quality community that could deliver on our mission of Acadium than just you know jack up revenues. So we took a big revenue hit in 2020. And now we are you know rebuilding that back to where it was and, and beyond 2019. So would you say maybe the past 12 months you've basically been flat over the past that period? Well, now we are in a we are growing. So we've been growing. 15 to 20% for the last few months. But there was a long period where we were contracting. We just were not focused on generating revenue or focused on unit economics, on delivering value to our members and just really ensuring that. And because, you know, it becomes very, in a marketplace especially, the problems compound as the marketplace gets bigger. And we just didn't want a marketplace. We didn't want a business where you've sold thousands and thousands of business businesses and they were not getting a great experience. So we refocused on the experience in 2020, put a lot of effort and energy on that. 
And then now we are back into growing our member base aggressively um, in 2021. And have you guys bootstrapped this or raised capital? We've raised some capital. How much? Pretty capital efficient in general. And we have good unit economics. Uh, So we raised about a million dollars from some fantastic investors, Ryan Hoover from Product Hunt, uh, Eric Blatchford, who's the CEO of Expedia. We had 500 startups as well. Um, What year was that raised? That was the end of 2019, 2020, early 2020. Okay. Okay, great. And do you have plans to sort of stay on the VP track? Do you have any plans to raise this year or no? There is a scenario where this year will be uh, profitable. So we do have an opportunity to, we're going to make a decision where we will likely end up raising because, you know, although we'll be profitable this year, the mission of Acadium is super important. And there's something to be said about providing these life-changing opportunities to people around the world. And so how much do you think you'll end up raising or targeting at least? I mean, we will be profitable, right? So, but at the same time, we have unit economics and we have some levers on the business side that we can pull on. We're still not quite there yet, in my opinion. We still need to nail those levers and the unit economics, but they are profitable right now. They are. You know, so, so you are profitable. Last month, you made more money in your bank than your expenses. Sorry, I meant the unit economics are profitable. So for every $1 we spend, we generate greater than $4 in revenue. But it's... $4 in ARR? In LTV. So CAC to LTV ratio. Okay, but that can be super dangerous, right? Because if it takes you four years to get that those no, $4... We get it in sub one year. Okay, then you're adding $4 and new ARR for $1 spent. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Although ARR is not the best metric to use in our business, uh, to be honest, it's not like a traditional SaaS company because we do have an inherent churn where businesses end up hiring. If they got a lot of success out of Acadium, they're going to hire their apprentice. Yep. Now, it doesn't have to be churn. That could actually be expansion revenue, but you have to monetize that for it to be expansion revenue. So we're something that we're going to um, just really getting those unit economics in place. And then when we do have them in place, we can go to have, we can go have some meaningful conversation with investors and we'll have areas to deploy capital to really accelerate growth. What's your team size today? How many people? 20 people. Any engineers? Yes. Yeah. How many? Uh, th- three engineers. And one of my co-founders is an engineer. Did you? How many co-founders do you guys have? Three co-founders. Oh wow, that's a three. Getting three people to decide on one thing is not always easy. Pretty easy for us. <laughs> you guys have never had a disagreement. You're always on the same page. Oh God, no. There's plenty of disagreements, but the truth comes out. You just gotta have to have conversations with people. And no, you know that was part of the problem. Actually, there was a time where when we were growing very quickly in 2019, and we we grew the team to over. We had a few different we had a management team, and it became really, really slow actually. And that was the bad, that was just a bad thing in general for a startup, in my opinion. So we actually leaned down our management team and refocused on and being leaner, frankly, and you're able to move faster because of that. 
So no, we don't, me and my co-founders, we've been together for a while. We have a great relationship. We're able to make decisions and they all contribute different value. Like they, they think differently. Oh, we think alike in a way. We also think differently. You know, one's a product manager, designer, the other one's an engineer. And, and then there's myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, we'll see what happens over the next year as you keep it in the marketplace. In the meantime, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, the book that I, I got the most value, I, I read every day for one to two hours and I kind of lost count of how many books I most value out of is the Dune series. And it really, it's a science fiction book. So I don't know if it counts as a business book, but the benefit of Dune is the time horizon. You know, the, the saga spans over about over 5,000 years. So it really gives you a long-term perspective on things. And I find that to be tremendously valuable in business. Mm-hmm. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, oh, I, I obsess. So again, this is something. Right now, I, I'm reading the uh, Twitter uh, story. I think it's called Hatchling. Uh, but I've studied all the tech CEOs. I think most tech founders do. So Mo, pick, pick a CEO. Is it a CEO you're following most right now or you learn the most from? It's hard to pick one. Okay. Like, okay. It, right now, it would be first. I'd rate a CEO to be clear by any means, but he's the person I'm currently studying. I don't okay. think he's the greatest CEO. Great. But he's currently studying. Jack Dorsey, number three. What's your favorite online tool for building Acadium? Uh, building Acadium. I mean, you're talking engineering wise, you're talking community, you know, your business. Your online tool, whatever that means to you. All right. I like Slack. Okay, number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Solid eight hours of sleep, buddy. That's important. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? I have two children. Oh, great. Are you married? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say I'm married. I've been Uh-oh. separated. Uh-oh. Okay, two, two kids. It's, and- have a, it's weird because I'm separated, but we have a great relationship. That's good. That's important. Uh, okay, and how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. I'm 35. Okay, take us back to when you were 20. What's something you wish you knew then? I wish I knew about Silicon Valley when I was 20 <laughs> and technology, you know, and the mobile world and the internet, you know, so it was just coming out when I was 20 and I was, I was in, in Canada where you just didn't really know the impact that would have. I wish I knew about that place of the world. Kaiser have at Acadium did $70,000 their first year in 2018 in total sales as uh, Mo hustled for their first 300 customers. Today, where 3,000 businesses pay to find apprentices through the platform. They pay on average $100 a month. They're about 300, 400 bucks a quarter. They're uh, around $200,000 a month in revenue. Call it up a little bit year over year, but they're still trying to grow back to where they were uh, back in 2019 levels when they had really incredible growth. They've got a team of 20 people, three engineers. They raised a million bucks to keep driving this growth. We'll maybe raise later this year once they keep improving their unit economics. Mo, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you so much.